Bishop is just coming home from an eight-year bid. His main focus is getting back on his feet and taking care of his son. That is until he lays eyes on Nicole, a person from his past. She immediately becomes a priority in his life, but at what cost? Nicole is a month away from graduation and her escape from chaos, also known as Jaquan, her son's father. Everything seems to be falling into place until a blast from the past sweeps in and shakes things up. Will the connection between Bishop and Nicole be able to overcome the drama? Major is the biggest player that Charleston has ever seen, but he's willing to give it all up for Trené. Only thing is, Trené has a boyfriend for two years and she's not trying to choose. Can Major handle being a side dude or will things hit the fan? Trené is stuck in a love triangle and she's not trying to give it up. She has the best of both worlds. But when her hand is forced to choose, will she make the right choice? With egos, pride, and drama standing in the forefront, will these couples find peace and happiness? Continue to listen to find out. Today's book is titled Bishop and Nicole, I Deserve Your Love by Nikki Brown. Now, I don't know how many of my listeners use Amazon, you know, Kindle, the service or whatever. And if you know anything about Leo Sullivan and Portia Sterling, they had Amazon on lock. They used to have a group of writers, you know, under their publishing and I want to say a year, no, not even a year, maybe two years ago, possibly even three. Shit hit the fan with, I think it started with Bianca or if not Bianca, somebody else, but I am a big fan of Bianca. So I noticed it with her. They didn't. They didn't do right, like being Leo and Portia, and they really fucked over a lot of the authors that they were in business with. And so when that happened, a lot of the author's books were taken off Amazon, you know, until everything got straightened out and people got their books under their own publishing company that they made and... You know, basically, they had to redo it and do it their way. And I'm bringing this up because I noticed a lot of authors, when they redid their own books and re-released them, instead of releasing the parts individually, a lot of them made it into one book. I shouldn't say a lot because I'm saying that like I know everyone. The two of them, I know for sure was Casey Mills, um, cause I did two hood for you and I broke it up into two episodes. And also I noticed Nikki Brown, like when her books pop back up, they're no longer series there. Um, a few of them are in one and I'm bringing that up because I believe that this book was a three part series and it's all into one. I didn't take notes, but I do remember a lot of the story. So I'm just going to go into it couple by couple because it focuses on three couples or three major couples that I care about, but they're all intertwined, which I hate because it's like y'all can't find outside motherfuckers to fuck and y'all just got to keep it all in house. Anyway, 
starting with the main couple who the book is named after, Bishop and Nicole. Bishop just got out of prison from doing a eight-year bid. He has a son that um is in his grandmother's custody and he has a cousin major who you know is running things and when he gets out he has a job ready for him um major is telling bishop about his quote-unquote little sister who happens to be nicole now the nicole that bishop remembers is a not so attractive little girl that used to have the biggest crush on him and followed him around everywhere and major is like she is not who you remember her to be but she's in a fucked up situation and last night she got into a fight with your baby mama and bishop really don't care because it's like this woman who had his son she don't even have custody of him she don't take care of him she don't offer nothing to the grandmother she just out here doing whatever she want to do um but the way that major was so upset about nicole he was like damn are you fucking her because you just too mad for me and major's like no like i said that's my little sister but i'm mad about the situation that she's in and nicole's situation is she is a month away from graduating from cosmetology to oh cosmetology school i wanted to say cosmology school thinking of tyler perry um and she is still in somewhat of a relationship with her ain't shit baby daddy and i say somewhat because they're not having sex like she really can't stand him but he refuses to move around and his thing is he's always threatening her to have their son that they have together taken away because his mom is a social worker so it's like as soon as she says oh i'll be so glad when you leave well what you gonna do when i call my mom and she put a case out on you and it's like i would have fought that from the very beginning because it's like the minute that she tries to we go on the court and i'm saying oh that's his mama and there's no evidence to prove whatever she might say because it's like Nicole is a good mom like she's the one paying rent taking care of everything the baby daddy Jaquan he not doing nothing he ain't got no job he don't provide nothing to the household the nigga is basically just there um so later on that night when it's the time of the party oh also Major is sleeping with Nicole's female best friend because Major is her male best friend and Nicole is her female best friend and they're messing around together. So later on at the club where the party is being thrown at for Bishop, when Trené and Nicole get there, they give their, well, Trené gives their name to the bouncer like Nay and Nicole and the bouncer's like, oh, Nicole plus one. And it's just like, girl, oop, plays you. Anyway. So when she gets inside, she bumps into Bishop. Like she's on the floor dancing and he comes up behind her. And when she turns around and sees who it is, at first she's stunned because it's like, you know, I hate to say it, but prison does a body good. He cut up. He been working out. He got some beautiful teeth. Like he's just still look good to her. But the first thing out of his mouth is like, damn, you're not that ugly little girl that I used to know. 
So, although she finds herself faked, turned off, she is still, like, entertaining his foolishness. Because there's, like, a quote in there about, I very much live by, if you don't love me at my worst, you can't have me at my best. But, Nicole, that's exactly what you did, though. And I get the point that Bishop was trying to make, like, when you having sex with somebody and you look up, do you want to look into the ugliest face possible? And it's like, I don't, you really can't answer that because some people do not go off of looks. It's like, it could be something else about that person that turns them on. So it's just like, while they may not be physically attractive, it's just like, it's something else about them that could turn that person on. And during sex, you can look up into their face and it not be a problem. And I'm just like, how do you strongly live by something and the first person that comes to test that, you're not living by it. And it's, she tried to be upset, but she just basically let the nigga say whatever. Because in this book, you got to read it for yourself. Bishop says some wild shit and everybody just let him go and say whatever he wants. So, you know, they're vibing. But after that night, she doesn't see him anymore for a while. But while they're not communicating, Bishop has put the word out that nobody better talk to her. It's just like, she's off limits, but I ain't going to get her yet because he just got out of jail. So he not trying to be tied down. He finna go uh fuck a whole bunch of different other people. Then when he feel like he ready, that's when he going to go get her. And I'm like, how fuck is that? How fucked up is that? Like, I got to wait for you to get done doing what you want to do. And then you going to come and get me. I don't think so. But eventually, they do start going out, and it gets fucked up because one day when Nicole goes to her apartment, she finds Jaquan and Bishop's baby mama on her couch having sex. And it's like, nigga, you have other places that you could be. Why would you fuck this bitch on my couch? And come to find out... When Nicole first met Jaquan, he was with his quote-unquote girl best friend. But she could tell by the way the woman was looking at her that that's not what it was. And I'm trying to figure out why you didn't walk away at that time. It's like, if you can already catch the vibe that, yeah, his mouth is saying that this is best friend. But the way the girl looking at you is saying something else. It's like, the signs be there. People just be ignoring the shit. He got her, like Jaquan got, he had Nicole, he had uh, the girl best friend who name is Regina, and he got three kids with her. Um, he's sleeping with Bishop Baby Mama. He's sleeping with another woman who, you know, she's just there whenever he feel like calling her. So it's just like, you had all these other places and opportunity to fuck this woman at. Why would you bring her nasty ass back to Nicole's apartment like you did it on purpose and so after that uh Bishop whoops Jay's ass causing him to go to the hospital because he broke that nigga jaw and Major moved her out of the apartment he like you know I've been telling you that I wanted to help you out of this situation so pack up your stuff you go into the condo that I got set up for you then after that you know her and Bishop start getting it on real heavy and he tells her, you know, you need to start looking for houses for us to move into because their kids are like 
close in age and they have been getting along all this time while he was in jail because the grandmother babysat Nicole's son as well. So they were basically already like brothers. So now, you know, everything is going the way it needs to go. So Jay eventually does tell his mom, like the story he's been telling his mom is she won't let me see my son. She keeps him away from me and tries to make me be with her. And that's not what I want. But the grandmother who is kind of like a Medea, like she real gangster with it. She goes to Jaquan's mother's house and tells her, you better leave my granddaughter alone. Because I still have this gun from back when you killed your boyfriend that was jumping on you. And you came to my house begging my husband to help you. Which resulted in his murder for helping you cover up that murder. So yeah, I still got the gun and I still got dirt on you. So know your place and back up. So Jaquan and Regina are coke heads. They sniff coke. And... One day they go to visit his mom. It's the same day. Like when they pull up, the grandmother is walking away. And the mom is like, I thought y'all lived in these apartments. She telling me y'all live in the projects. And you know, what's going on with Nicole? Leave her alone. Like don't say nothing to her. And you shouldn't have to have no interaction with her to see your son. And Regina is on the sideline like, Thank you. I don't understand, you know, why he wants to be around her. And it seems like his lie is falling apart in his face because that's what he's been telling Regina and his mom. Like, you know, she's keeping my son from me. I can't see him or anytime I do try to go see him. She got her new boyfriend. And it's like, what does that have to do with anything? You should just want to see your son. So eventually... Regina goes to confront Nicole with a gun saying, you know, all you had to do was let him see his son, leave him alone. He's mine. And Nicole tells her like, sweetheart, I don't want him. I'll beg him to come see his son. But when I put him on the phone, he don't want to talk to him. He just want to talk to me. Or when we show up in places, if I'm not interacting with him or he sees that my new boyfriend is with me, he leaves. So that's not on me. That's on him. It's like, I'm so sorry that you are downgrading yourself to stay with this man, but you could do so much better. And that's not my fault, sweetheart. Like, I don't want him. And Bishop comes in the house just in time to get the gun away from Regina. And later on down the line, because they let her go. But Regina killed herself and she left Jaquan a letter. And it's somehow like after... Finding out that she's dead and reading her suicide note, he is so upset with Nicole basically blaming her. Like, I had somebody who loved me all this time and Nicole ruined my life. And I'm like, wait a minute, what? You didn't know that Regina loved you and cared for you before this? Which is crazy because she she did everything the nigga said. It's like, you knew she was a good woman you just didn't want her. And now you're trying to make your feel, yourself feel better about basically your part that you played in it and blaming it all on Nicole. Because if it wasn't for Nicole, you wouldn't have treated her so badly. 
It's like Nicole is trying to leave you alone. She don't want an interaction with you. And you still cheating with other women besides Regina and Nicole. It's like uh, Regina just played the background that whole time. And so with that, he goes to the shop that Nicole and Trinae is working at and, you know, jumps on her. He's kicking her in her stomach, hitting her, and Trinae finds her outside. And when they get to the hospital, they find out that she she was pregnant. He basically kicked the baby out of her. So, of course, Bishop is on a rampage. And for some unknown reason, Nicole Mama pops up. It's like she ain't been around in years and I'm trying to figure out how did she learn that Nicole was in the hospital. It was just so random. But anyway, after that, you know, they find Jaquan, kill him. It's done for. And then her mom, like Nicole's mom sticks around and is like, you can do so much better than him. I don't know why you're with. It's like, skirt, you ain't been here in how many years you don't talk to me you don't check up on me you don't know the first thing about me so who are you to tell me who i should or should not be in a relationship with like lady come fake check up on me and go back to whatever the hell you was doing so in the end nicole gets pregnant again and they move into their new home and bishop surprises her in vegas with a wedding like everybody knew but her so they got to vegas and he planned it out had her friends go shopping with her help her pick out a white dress and in the end they got married so that's their happily ever after that they have going on so next we move on to major and Trinette. now Trinette has a boyfriend that she's been with for two years but he's always like away on business. He's there, like he gives her money, he spoils her in that way. But he's never physically there. So because he's always gone, she started this little situation thing with Major. But now, even though she told him what it was from the beginning, Major has caught feelings. So he's like, you know, I'm not going to be your side nigga forever. So what you want to do? And she gets upset because she doesn't want to choose. She's like, you know, I told you what it was. Why we just can't let it be what it is. And he's like, you know, I'm tired of that. I see you more than this nigga do. And I want to be with you. I want to be your nigga. So let's make it happen. And basically she says no. So he ends things with her. And it's like as soon as he ends things with Trine, he meets this new girl named Mel who... I'll get to that in a second. Um, so one night he took her on a date, and when Trine and Josh, her boyfriend's name is Josh, when they get there, she sees them interacting. So she's ready to go. Well, Josh was ready to go first because it's like he got a phone call or somebody continued to call him and just his phone would not, would not stop ringing. So he was ready to go. And then as soon as she saw Major and the girl Mel, she was ready to go. And she thought uh, he couldn't see her. 
And even like when they make it outside the restaurant, she threw like literally threw up at the sight of seeing him with another woman. So Josh leaves again. They get into an argument and then he like says it's business and he has to go. Later on that night, Major shows up at her door, like banging on her door saying, you know, I don't care if that nigga in there or not. Open this fucking door. And as soon as she opens the door, he's like, did you fuck him? Did you fuck her? And I'm just like, first of all, what, what is this? What are these questions that we're asking? Y'all don't belong to each other. But anyway, they end up having sex because they both say no, that they didn't sleep with the other person or whatever. But it's like nothing is resolved. The girl that he took out on a date tells him that she's pregnant. And it's just like that really fucks up his world because... He really wants to focus on Trine. They did. Okay, let me take that back. Something did happen. They did agree to like be together. And she said she was going to break up with her boyfriend and they were going to move on. So him receiving this news kind of like fucked that up. So and he's going to tell her, um, you know, what's going on. But I think it got told before he could tell her. It was the night of the graduation. That's what happened. I have really good memory. Um, So the night that Trine and Nicole graduated, they were going to do like a double date thing at a restaurant. But as soon as Bishop and Nicole pull up, these two are arguing and Major leaves. And um, then Trine leaves saying she got somebody coming to pick her up. And it's just like, y'all just doing all this back and forth, back and forth. So Bishop snitches on Major telling their grandma that he got old girl pregnant. So grandma's like, bring her to the house. I want to meet this heifer. And it turns into like a big quote unquote family dinner. Where um, she's like, the grandma tells Trine, believe none of what you hear and only some of what you see because lo and behold come to find out Trine is also pregnant but she's like four months pregnant and you know nobody knew and he really wasn't paying attention like when she showed up because he was so focused on what the grandma was gonna say about this girl being pregnant so when he finds out that she's pregnant, he's really upset with her. Like, so you weren't going to tell me? And she was like, yeah, I was just trying to find the right time to tell you. And this upsets him because it's like, damn, now he got two people pregnant. But the grandma, first of all, don't believe that the girl is pregnant or that she's not pregnant by major. So it really don't matter. So once again, they're not speaking. So... Oh, before that, I think before she found out she was pregnant. Yeah, it was before she found out she was pregnant. Trine got into it with the boyfriend, Josh, and told him, you know, I don't want to be with you anymore. I love Major. And they had got into a domestic situation where Josh slapped her and basically like threw her across the room against the wall and she hurt her back but she grabbed a baseball bat and beat that nigga's ass um but she ended up 
getting into her car, trying to drive herself to the hospital and ended up getting into a car accident. So that's how she found out she was pregnant. Boom, bow. So once again, Trine and Major ba- uh, make up. I was going to say break up, but they make up. And when things seem to be going well and going good, Major's girlfriend that he thought died a long time ago just walks into the grandmother's house as if she ain't been dead for like the last, what, eight years? Six years? Some shit like that. Like, she ain't been dead that long. And when Trine tries to step to her, Major actually pushes her away from the girl. And it's like they kiss and embrace. And this is why I mentioned it in King and Queen, like the first part. Because it's just like, damn, how do you act seeing somebody that you thought was dead just pop up and walk up to you and still be living? It's like, I mourned you already and I got on with my life. How are you? But that's different though, because Mo was only dead for like a month or two and that nigga popped back up. But this girl has been dead for like years. So this causes another problem in their relationship because it's like, nigga, did you really just push? Like, you're protecting her against me, your pregnant girlfriend? And that's another thing. It's like, nigga, you really pushed a pregnant woman. And so everybody is telling him that he's dead ass wrong and Trine calls herself hiding in a hotel room, you know, to get away from it. Cause it's just like, this is why she didn't want to leave her boyfriend. Cause it's like, nigga, you a player. I'm gonna end up getting hurt by you. Why leave a guaranteed situation to possibly be one of many, or even just have you break my heart in any type of way. And lo and behold, like when they finally call themselves getting, getting it together, That's exactly what they did or exactly what he did, I should say. So, you know, she's hiding out and I guess when he comes out of the fog of seeing her, he then tries to go get Trine. Like, you know, you've been at this hotel for a few days. It's 7 p.m. today. By 7 p.m. the next day, if I don't see you, it's going to be a problem. So then... The dead girlfriend shows up to his house and they start kissing. They start having sex and they both say, I love you to each other. And as soon as he says, I love you too, bullets start flying because he thought Trine wouldn't pop up or would ignore him, making him have to go find her. And she actually came to his house. So it's like, not only do I see you having sex with this bitch, but you also tell her that you love her. So it's like, you rushed me to get out of my relationship to do this. And she shoots him in the arm and leaves the house. And of course, the dead girlfriend is like, oh my God, she's psycho. We have to get you to the emergency room. And he like, man, get the fuck off me. I ain't going nowhere. I've been teaching her how to shoot. If she wanted both of us dead, we would have been dead. This is just her trying to hurt me like I hurt her. And I'm like, you're just, you're way too understanding. Like, you're way too calm for me for somebody who just been shot. Even if it is just in your arm. It's like, what the heck? Niggas. I just, <laughs> it drove, 
I remember when I first read it, I'm like, how are you calm about this? But I'm just like, yeah, you know, it is what it is. So anyway, he goes to the hood doctor and gets this stuff because he's like, I ain't trying to have these motherfuckers in my business and my baby ain't going to jail. Like, nigga, fuck you. Anyway, so once again, they make up, like they get it together. He explains to Trinae, like, you know, I'm so sorry. It was just seeing her again got me all in my feelings and I said it without thinking and it's just like that like how am I supposed to respond to that like I all we do is go back and forth with some bullshit with each other and I kind of don't want to be a part of it anymore I want to be done with this and so come to find out that the reason Nina who was the dead girlfriend the reason why she came back is because when she left, she met another guy that she, quote unquote, fell in love with, but she stole from him. So he told her, you know, either give me all my money back or I'm going to kill you. And she tells him, you know, uh, this is how you can get the money. You can get your money back. And she was trying to set Major up. But the guy... His little brother, like he had heard the name Major before. And Major does business with this guy's brother. So he called him up like, you know, don't you work with such and such? Like, this is what's going on. So they all get together and they plan to corner her ass. So Major meets her at a restaurant. um, Not letting her know that he knows anything because she keeps calling saying, you know, I know some information that could possibly get you killed. So you need to contact me back. So he meets her at a restaurant and she's telling him, you know, I know that this guy is going to come and try to rob you. And it's like, how do you know that? And she was like, well, I used to date him and I heard him on the phone. So this is how I know this. Now you have Trine, Nicole and a grandmama showing up to the restaurant as well. And Trine walks over to her like, I don't know what you came here trying to accomplish, but it ain't going to work, baby girl. This is my man. We going to be together so you can go on your merry little way. Now, Nina called herself trying to spill tea. Like, I bet he wouldn't be your man if he knew you used to sell yourself back in the day. And uh, Trine quickly shuts that down like, girl, this is my best friend. He knows everything about me. So he knows that already. Boom, bow, you thought you ate that and you didn't. So it comes time where Major and Bishop show up to Nina's house and she naked. And they're like, man, if you don't fucking put some clothes on, ain't nobody here for that. And once again, like questioning her story and the shit ain't adding up. And um, Major asks her, you know, like, so... What is what you think going to happen when he sees you here with me? And she's like, well, he's not going to see that because I'm going to be hiding. And they're like, ah, you're going to sit your ass right there. You're not going anywhere. And she says, please, if he knows that I told you, he'll kill me. And it's like, girl, really don't give a fuck. And lo and behold, you don't know, but you're going to die anyway. But it's like, so sit your ass down. You're not going anywhere. And it was so funny because it's like when you read it and she stood up and she's like, well, I'm going to go. And it's like, well, you're actually not. So have a seat. Um, and when the guys come out, 
Bishop ruins it because he says something crazy. And it's like, nigga, you couldn't even see the plan all the way through. So when she realizes it's a setup, she tries to turn on the waterworks to get Major to spare her life. And he's like, girl, fuck you. So they kill her. Everything's all good in the neighborhood. And him and Trine live happily ever after. And then we have our last couple, which would be Charm and Kelly. Now, Kelly is Major and Bishop's cousin. She used to date a guy, Brandon, who worked for Major and Bishop. But he was slacking on his job, wasn't really bringing in no money. And he was also cheating on Kelly. So all the way around, he was just fucking up. So when they broke up, Kelly at that same dinner... Um, where we find out Trine is pregnant, she, you know, she's flirting with Charm. And Kelly herself is like, at this point, six months pregnant with Brandon's baby. Because, you know, that don't mean Charm, no, never mind. Um, and they're kicking it or whatever. And at first, it's like he is willing to have a relationship with her, but he didn't want to have sex with her while she was pregnant. But they end up having sex anyway. Um, and Brandon ends up, like, first he breaks into the house and, like, kind of beats her up and kidnaps, he kidnaps her. Yeah. No, the first, okay, my bad. I had to get it right. The first time he kidnaps her while she's pregnant, you know, because he's upset about the fact that she moved on to Charm and basically ain't paying him no attention. But they come in, rescue her. And when they do rescue her, she goes into labor and they have the baby. And Charm already said, you know, I'm the baby daddy now. We ain't worried about that fuck nigga. Fuck him. They named the baby Kyler. And while all of that was going on, Charm was nowhere to be found. Because actually, he was having sex with his roommate. His roommate and her friend or girlfriend, whatever she want to be called. So really, he was having a threesome while the grandmother was shot and Kelly was missing. And he shows up to the hospital smelling like sex because after they have sex, he was going to tell them that they couldn't, you know, do what they was doing anymore because it was an ongoing thing with the roommate and the girl. But instead of coming straight out to say, which... It's just like, niggas be lying, and they know they be lying, but they be saying shit just to make it sound good in their own head. Because he says, like, they know what it is. It's just to have fun, them having sex. It's not nothing serious. But while they're having sex, he makes the statement, I'm going to miss this. And the roommate turns around looking at him crazy, but she don't say anything. So as soon as they're done, she actually, like, you know, what did you mean by you're going to miss this? So he start playing with his phone so he don't have to actually answer the question. And that's when he sees that he been getting missed calls and messages and he runs up to the hospital like without even taking a shower or anything. So when Major and Bishop get next to him and it's like, nigga, did you really just come from fucking somebody else smelling like a pound of pussy? And he's like, man, I really don't want to talk about that right now. And it's like, they warned him before he even got with Kelly. Like, nigga, don't play with our cousin. But 
niggas gonna be niggas and basically that ain't got nothing to do with them so they ain't gonna tell her nothing but they got like a fake attitude with him so after they rescued her and you know then she had the baby like he signed the birth certificate and everything but while she's you know getting groceries from the car one day with the baby the former roommate and the friend approach her like asking her questions and then the one that's not the roommate makes the statement that's not even his baby anyway and so kelly tells her well his name on the birth certificate says something different and i don't know why you hoes approaching me but have a nice day so then she go calls this nigga like so this is what we doing you out here telling bitches that you ain't the father of my baby even though you the one who said you wanted to be his daddy and you signed the birth certificate like what was the purpose if you just gonna tell bitches that you not his daddy and so of course Chom don't know what the fuck she talking about he like man what is you talking about that is my son i ain't said no shit like that and it's like so why did humpty dumpty fucking approach me talking about that this ain't your son how would they know that unless you said that shit I don't know these bitches. And so he's like, man, and she also asked him like, so the day that I was kidnapped and I went missing, were you having sex with them? Because his main thing, he keeps trying to say, it's before we got serious. It's before. The, and it's like, no, technically y'all were doing something while you know, she was still pregnant because you were really upset at the fact that she got kidnapped and you found and rescued her and you had already had plans to sign a birth certificate. So you saying this before, it's like, no nigga, we were serious at that point. And so she hangs up on that nigga. Like, I can't do this. Fuck you. And she leaves. And then later on down the line, Brent, cause Brandon is still alive. Because he wasn't technically, he wasn't at the house when she got kidnapped. Like, he had made an escape. So, Brandon shows up again and knocks Kelly out, but takes the baby. So, the ex-roommate and the friend just happen to see what's going on. So, she calls, the ex-roommate calls Charm, and it's like, you know, I just seen your girlfriend talking to a man, and they just went into the house. So, at first... He like, man, quit trying to make me come back to you. I ain't trying to hear this. And she like, nigga, if you don't shut the fuck up and listen to what I'm telling you, I'm like, that's not what I'm trying to say. It's not like a sexual thing. It's like he forced her into the house and then he came back out with the baby and you don't see her no more. And so due to her calling him, you know, they managed to get to Kelly, get her patched up, whatever, whatever. So... They find the cabin that Brandon had been hiding out in and get the baby back and they get Brandon and they kill him and they live happily ever after with their little blended family. And that is it for Bishop and Nicole, I Deserve Your Love. I hope you enjoyed my like all over the place review because this is literally me off the top of my head. But it is a good book though, so please go pick it up. Nikki Brown, she's a great author. I really enjoy her books. I already reviewed The Way My Heart Is Built, which, was that all of my, no. So that is one of the series that she kept separately. So I don't know if she wrote that after the scandal with um Laverne and Cheryl. 
But that was a good book too. So go pick up that series as well, The Way My Heart Is Built. But also read Bishop and Nicole, I Deserve Your Love. Peace and blessings. I thought I was done, but I actually am not. So I forgot to mention that when Brandon was quote unquote fired from being a part of Major's crew, he went and got with a guy who sees himself as Major's enemy, but he's not even really on his level. And the guys found that out too and got rid of both of them. So it's like, you couldn't just handle the fact that you suck at your job. You also had to go be with the enemy. And that girl, Mel, who called herself being pregnant by Major, she really wasn't. She was um, Scar's like little side piece because Scar had a girlfriend who Mel was friends with, but she was sleeping with him on the side. So she was actually pregnant by Scar, um, but was telling Major that it was his baby after she slept with him like one time in order to set him up you know, for Scar, but they found out that whole little plot and quickly nipped it in the bud. And they also killed uh Mel as well. It's like they killed Scar, they killed Brandon, they killed Mel. Um there was another girl that was friends with Mel and she slept with Bishop, killed her too. Basically they just killed everybody in the end. But yeah, I forgot to add that little tidbit and I just wanted to come in and mention that. Like I said, go pick up the book and read it for yourself. There are a few other things that I left out, but I felt like they weren't important. But you may enjoy them. So please go pick up the book and support any author that I talk about. Once again, peace and blessings.